You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash knowthecause. Friends, I I had a rare opportunity to interview a dentist who is a dentist like we should all be going to. Those of you who love me and know the cause on our Facebook page uh, know the kind of dentist that I'm talking about. This isn't your routine guy who drops in fillings, who drills out teeth, who uh, doesn't worry about even cleaning teeth. This is a doctor who knows that 90% of us have gum infections, and there we go, in to get our teeth cleaned, and where does all that infection go? Dr. David Kennedy is his name, and by the by, uh, David Kennedy, DDS, is where you go on YouTube. David Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y, DDS, go to his YouTube page. We only have a few minutes with him here. You're going to be thrilled. But after we're done, please begin to study what this doctor is talking about. This is a special man. You can also go to FluorideGate, F-O-U-L-O-R-I-D-E, FluorideGate.org for more information. Dr. Kennedy, uh, all that's a way of saying, man, I loved meeting you a few months ago at that meeting, and uh, I'm going to give the floor to you and let you begin to teach us what dentistry is all about today and where you would like to see it go. Well, thank you for, for the opportunity to, to share with the public the, the important things about oral health. Dentistry is a very important profession. Unfortunately, it's stuck in a 200-year-old model of surgically treating everything. Mm-hmm. If you've got a cavity, we cut it out, and then we stick toxic mercury or something in there. Or their new favorite thing is to put the time-release fluoride thing in there, mm. which, which is equally stupid. But, Tooth decay is an infection caused by a bug. Gum disease is an infection caused by multiple different bugs, but they're very similar. And so the path to health is get rid of those, you know, disinfect that. And so that's biological approach to dentistry rather than a surgical approach. And that's really what the public demands, wants, needs, and it's not what's taught in dental school. Can I interject here? I go for a tooth cleaning like you do, like everybody does. Can you give us any preemptive measures that we might apply before we go to the dentist? How do we make sure our gums are pretty and not filled with bacteria and fungi? Um, you know, it's actually your dentist or hygienist job to make sure that those bugs are, are removed. It, 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 it's easy to do. But what you do is you start by looking at the, under a microscope to see if the, the bad guys are there. Is it the microscope will tell you instantly the bad guys run away and try to hide. So then the next step is to disinfect the gum with some solution that the bacteria don't like that doesn't bother you, like salt water or, or you know, iodine water or mm-hmm. something like that that disinfects the gum. Then you intervene, clean the teeth, and flush it out again, look with the microscope, make sure you got them all. That's a cleaning. This stuff that they call a cleaning where they come in and smear around with a rubber cup and poke in the gums with sharp instruments is insane. It spreads bacteria to the bloodstream. It's exactly where you don't want them. And they're doing that day after day after day. It can be prevented. All you have to do is go in and disinfect the gums before you intervene. This is no different than washing your hands before you deliver a baby. Yep. Clean the mouth up. Then intervene. But here's the problem. You know this in dentistry. The problem is we can't convince that hygienist, you know, earning whatever her paycheck is, and we can't convince that dentist. Uh, What I'm going to do, because I have a a cleaning next week, 
I'm literally, and I'm not a Listerine guy, but I'm, I'm someone who really believes in making sure that I'm going to swab out my gums because, folks, what they do is liberate bacteria that can induce heart disease or heart attacks. I mean, didn't you say they found this same DNA bacteria in atherosclerotic plaque, atherosclerosis in people? That's correct, and, and stroke. And uh, uh, find it in the arteries of the brain and the and the veins of the brain and the yep. heart, arteries of the heart. But I have some bad news about your mouthwash. It's not going to do it. it yeah. Is it that the that when you rinse with mouthwash, at the most it goes down as a half a millimeter, about five sheets of paper. Yeah. And so that's just not deep enough to get where it needs to go. And so that that the mouthwash itself is not particularly antibacterial. You're better off to go to the kitchen and get your salt, your baking soda, your vinegar, and your peroxide, and all that stuff, and then put it in a water pick and flush it around. But honestly, if the disease has progressed to the point where, say, for instance, when you floss, your gums bleed, the bacteria are getting in anyway. Right. That's a key sign that there is no skin on your gums. That's why the gums bleed. And so what you have to do is to start by gently killing all those germs. And if the doctor has or the hygienist has a microscope, they will know this instantly. That the difference between good bugs and bad bugs is really, really obvious. And so although you can't convince your hygienist to do it this way or that way, if they own a microscope, I can guarantee you they will know how to do it because it's the most humbling thing in my entire life is when my my friend Jim Knott brought over his father's (laughs) antique Zeiss microscope from the 30s and said, Kennedy, you need to look at the bugs. And I was confident I knew what I was seeing with my Mark one eyeball and turned out that I didn't know what I was seeing at all. (laughs) Get a microscope. Okay, now, as a biological dentist, you said that has ramifications over being cautious with mercury. How would you define what you practiced for many years as biological dentistry? I'd say using science to make choices for dental materials and therapy. There's no such thing as tradition in medicine. It's wrong. Is that if the science doesn't support us, we shouldn't be doing it. And so what the the dental profession is demanding, proof of causation. They wanted people who are opposed to mercury fillings to prove that that mercury filling was causing a disease. Well... Sadly, today we have proof that putting mercury fillings in orphans in Portugal causes their kidneys to be damaged within five years. So we now have proof that fillings from made with mercury, silver, copper, zinc, and tin damage kidneys in five years. Did you know, I'm sorry, did you know Dr. Hal Huggins? I have met Hal on a number of occasions. He's passed away now. I know. You two would have been dangerous together. I'll bet the coffee would never stop with you two at the at the coffee bar. But, okay, now take me down this road. You're not big, and the last years of your practice, you didn't uh, put amalgam fillings in. You probably took more out than you put in. You know, I stopped using mercury in uh, 1980. Wow. And I, I didn't, I didn't. And, and that was because the, the standards for mercury exposure kept changing. And I was the guy that, in the Navy that was supposed to measure it and, and clean the clinics up. But the, the standards got so low, you physically cannot have that in a dental office and stay within the standards for the air quality that we uh, believe or now believe is a, is a safe level. Um, yeah. so, so, you know, it, I didn't package the stuff up 
and send it off to to be uh, recycled until '84. Uh, so wow. my, my mercury free dates '84. I quit using the stuff in '80. So uh, I didn't know anything about it. It just that it didn't appear to be a good material to me. It Did was you? Color. Yep. Yeah, well, I totally agree. Did you ever have health problems that you think might have been associated with inhaling all of that mercury? Actually, I can prove that I had some some issues. Uh, I was part of a scientific study by a, a researcher Vaziposhin, who has had the invest, investigating new drug research for DMPS. Yes. And so he measured a bunch of, of students at the University of Arizona. The more fillings they had, the more impaired they were. He measured a bunch of dentists and dental assistants, and the more mercury that came out of them, the more they tested impaired. And so he measured a bunch of mercury-free dentists, and I was one of them. And the, what they found is that we were worse than the students in Arizona with a mouthful of amalgam, but we were better than the dentists that were using it. So it was like, whoa. It's a, it's a trade-off. Listen, so, I... You know, it's the law. You I, can't take a student and expose them to mercury in any classroom in the United States, and every dental school does that. Yeah, it's so not... That's against the law. It, you know what? Until an aroused public gets involved, folks, this is what we get. Listen, do you, are, is your appetite whetted? Do you love this guy as much as I did at that meeting and since? David Kennedy, DDS, all one on YouTube. David Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y, DDS. You can also, oh boy, you want some fun, go to the website FluorideGate, F-L-U-O-R-I-D-E, FluorideGate.org. He's written a book. It's called How to Save Your Teeth. You can get more information by traveling in those uh, areas. But how many, how many YouTube uh, videos do you have now? About 30. 30 of them, and each one more exciting than the next. Do you have a family? Do you have a mom and dad who are going to the dentist every week now because they have bleeding gums, bad teeth? Look this man up, David Kennedy, DDS. Dr. Kennedy, we so appreciate your time. Thanks for being on with us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.com.